Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Savage of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. Wait, what? I don't know. You, you're, you're Jeremy. This is usually where you say I'm Mike, and then I say I'm Jeremy. But well, I wanted just... to switch it up. This is Hundo. Hundo. <laughs> <laughs> Drink. God damn it. All right. So, <laughs> oh god, this is gonna be a long one. This, this, um, yeah. So I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy, and. This is our hundredth episode. We're very excited. A little overexcited. We just, you know, we'll get into what we just did. It was very stupid, ill-advised. It's your sister's fault. I'm just yes. going to say that. that. That's that's fair. I want to do this one special. So, hundred episodes ago, we did Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Jeremy doesn't like listening to. It. He says it's like cringe. I can't. I can't listen to it. Is it the quality? Is that, that the problem? I mean, we've come a long way. It, we we have ways. come a long way. I, I just I, I feel like I don't know. There's a lot of cringe moments in it for me. I love it because we were very knowledgeable and we, it, like it was clear we did our research. We had fun. The only thing that I don't like is that I pretended we had a resident bartender named Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the only time we've ever done that. It's like like when a pilot series is like, you know, there's extra like sisters and brothers and then like the series gets picked up and you're like, well, do those people just die? Like what happened to those people? Yeah, and Lloyd died off camera. He got killed, he got decapitated. And it was horrible. And he made us a horrible shot. Thoughts and prayers. And then I, 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 I took Recipe for Disaster and you know made it my own. Uh, he, he failed. Fucking Lloyd. <laughs> Anywho, we're talking about the movie X. Because it is like the perfect fans of the dead movie, I think. It, it really is. I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, clearly, because it was both of our number ones for 2022. Yeah. When I saw this movie, I was like, well, damn. The only way that this is not my number one is if something else like completely blows me out of the water. Man, you know, th- th- there, was, there wasn't. This was an absolutely fantastic movie and deserved... A full-length review. Yeah, hell yeah. Ty West did an amazing job. The whole cast did an amazing job. Um, but I, I'd like to rewind a little bit and focus on us. How you doing, bro? My stomach hurts. <laughs> okay. So let's just get into a recipe for disaster. This is a recipe for disaster. It was a disaster. Okay, so obviously, Lone Star Beer. Cheers. Cheers. What else did they drink? Shiner? Shiners. Well, anyway, I like, I like Lone Star. Joe Bob drinks Lone Star. I got that at Total Wine and Spirits. So as soon as Jeremy got here, we did a BDE panini. You know what that BDE is? Bologna, egg. It's big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it's, uh, so in the movie, they have a loaf of bologna and Wonder Bread and mayonnaise. It's like the lamest sandwich you could ever eat i was surprised i didn't grab like some vanilla you know ha 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 vanilla which is funny because vanilla is actually very expensive it is and it, everything it, is it's a good flavor i don't know why it's like 
conducive to boring sex. I, I, I don't know. I very much enjoy vanilla. Vanilla with some chocolate sauce. I enjoy any sex. Well, any sex. It was true. I'll take any of it. So I hyped it up because 100 episode X. So what I did was I got a big hanging kielbasa. Oh, my God. It's so big. It was hanging. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I caramelized some onions, sauteed up some peppers. So I took that Wonder Bread. I slathered it with mayo, squirted it with Dijon, put some smoked ham on there. American because it's boring. But then I put some cheddar, chopped up the kielbasa, put it on there, and we paninied it and it was really fucking good. It was it was absolutely delicious. I will say the uh, as you said the like the Dijon mustard was fucking awesome. Yeah, we actually test kitchen this one. We did it last weekend, and we just did the mayonnaise because that's what they do in the movie. And I was like, "There's something missing. I think it needs a little bit of bite." And I was like, "Dijon, I think that'll that'll kick it up a notch." And it and it did. It was perfect. Uh, we followed that up with. Don't fear the Reaper. I can't believe you got me to do this again. So we did the Reaper challenge, and this is the blue challenge. So what you have to do is you take the Reaper pepper, Pocky, their chip, and what you're supposed to do is you eat it, and then you have to wait an hour until you have any type of relief. Well, the hour is, it's like you reach God level. It's like, if you need relief right after that, you're a pussy. If you wait 10 minutes, you're cool. 20 minutes, high five, half hour, blow job, hour, God level. Those are my words. Not the, not the little and words. and in, in all honesty, it's like once you hit that 20, 25 minute mark, it, I mean, it's kind of like smooth sailing from there. And you're, you're just kind of waiting. The first 20 minutes, though. It's bad. It's so bad. Don't ever do this. You should do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, the do first out, 20 minutes were hell. I would recommend doing it outside. Definitely do it outside. It, we're lucky. We, it's pretty cold. So I, I think that helped. But it was like when we were first out there, it was like, oh, I might want to do this inside. It's kind of cold. But then after we do it, it's like, what's temperature? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> okay. So, oh, I, I, with the sandwich, you got to give them the pickle. We did the uh, the Wickles Dirty Dill Spear, because we're going on a theme here. And the theme is naughty. Naughty. So let's bring it back to X. One goddamn fucked up horror picture. Set in 1979, adult movie actors and a small film crew arrive to a farmhouse occupied by an elderly couple in the desolate Texas countryside to film an adult movie. As the day shifts to night, the visitors slowly realize that they are not safe and are being targeted by a nearby enemy. We're dying to show you a good time. X. Spoilers ahead. So good. Such a good movie. Yeah. And, and so on first watch, so I loved it right away. But when I saw it again, I realized how much detail was put into everything. The characters, the dialogue, the, the foreshadowing, yeah, the, the deaths, the music. Everything was like cherry picked and like perfectly placed. Like it art, beautiful art. You yeah, so, can make a good dirty movie. Yes. Uh, and so so far this this is the third A two A twenty four movie I think I've seen. I mean we've done Midsummer. 
Right, but Hereditary was the other one, right? I mean, they've done a lot of movies. Okay. Oh, well, it was the third one I've seen, and so far, all three have been absolutely fantastic. On the surface, it's a slasher movie, but I really believe, I believe that, that it... No, it goes so much deeper. It, like, so deep. It, it, Pun it, 100% intended. <laughs> yes. with, with that... <laughs> <laughs> X, 2022, Ty West. I went to school with a Ty West. I don't think it's the same guy. Probably not. Yeah, no. so Ty West, he wrote and directed this. It opens where it shows like a farmhouse. It's like a crime scene. Cops are showing up. Very uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Like, Although no John Larroquette. He's too busy doing the new Night Court. Did you see the first couple episodes? Yeah, I, I really like it. I did too, actually. I, I mean, I I really like Melissa Rauch, but oh, it was it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. He, he's awesome. So, anyway, dead bodies covered in sheets on the ground outside this farmhouse. They go inside the house as a televangelist on the TV that's going on about whatever televangelist. God is good, devil bad. That's kind of what they talk about. That's the gist of it. You know, they all go downstairs, or a couple a couple of the cops go downstairs, and you, you get the stereotypical, oh my god. But we don't see what they saw. No, not yet. No, not yet. Uh, 24 hours before. Now, we see Maxine, played by Mia Goth. Just blowing lines. Blowing lines. You're a fucking sex symbol. Yes. That's yes, she is. She, she is. She is. Uh, we meet... Maxine, we have Wayne, who is Maxine's boyfriend. Who owns the Bayou Burlesque. Yep. And he goes, hey, 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 uh, you might want not want too much of a good thing. Oh. That's a good good uh, piece of advice right there. That's true. Moderation. Moderation yeah. is key. Uh, Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow. Yes. Oh, her introduction to this movie was perfect. So you get the exterior shot of the Bayou Burlesque. Strip club, and basically the strip club is painted with the copper tone ad, you know, where, like, the girl's getting the um, bathing suit yep. taken off by the dog. But this is the blonde stripper getting her bathing suit taken off by an alligator, and you have Brittany Snow exiting, and that is the first piece of amazing foreshadowing that we have in this movie. Every single death is spelled out for you early on, and it's brilliant how it plays out. Oh, 100%. It's so good. Jackson, played by Kid Cudi. Uh, we have RJ. Uh, Lorraine, also, played by Jenna Ortega. Yes. So they're they're basically, they're, they're on their way to this farm. Yeah, and the to, first song, can I just say, so it says 1979, it's yeah, all USA, yeah. like lettering. Not lettering, it's numbers, but you, you know what I mean, the font. Yeah. Um, and... My boy, Ray Dorsett, his version of In the Summertime. You know Ray Dorsett, a.k.a. Mungo, the best side chops, <laughs> Jerry. In the summertime, you got women, you got women, you got women on your mind. It sets up the whole movie perfectly because literally it says, we're always happy, life's for living, that's our philosophy. Although, we're never going to talk about Mungo Jerry again. So let me just sidestep here. There is a little cringe line. He goes, 
If her daddy's rich, feed her a meal. If her daddy's poor, do whatever you feel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not cool, bro. No. <laughs> that's that's wrong. So yeah, so so basically Sorry, <laughs> but that's, that's so so they're all they're they're on their way to this this farm to for a shooting. I'm gonna location. stop you again right there. This is I'm doing hundred episodes in, and he is not. I'm never seized stopping. to interrupt as soon as we get going. Ooh, so. All right, so we've been coming up with a drinking game, and I think a great portion for a drinking game. You have to drink every time I interrupt, Jeremy. Fuck. Yeah, you're gonna die. Um, <laughs> so Jerry Snowman Reed, his song comes right on. I should have stayed home. <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty spot think, on right there. I don't think I caught that. So anyway, so yeah, so they're they're on their on their way to this farm to to shoot a classy classy adult film. Yes. You can make a good dirty movie. In a van that says plowing service. Yes. That was fantastic. He was so proud of that I van know. too. He's like, hey, check it out. Get it? Get it? Plowing service, you know, cuz like you got a plower. Uh. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, he said plow. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the name of this film is going to be the father's daughter, the farmer's daughter. No, everyone's a father's daughter, I guess. But um, what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let me. Uh, I got to interrupt you again. So you said the farmer's daughter. Yep. Yeah. Was actually a, an actual adult film. No shit. In 1976. Wow. That is something I, I did not know. I didn't watch porn back then. So <laughs> the jokes, there was a series of farmer's daughter jokes. And I got to say, one of the, my favorite jokes of all time is a farmer's daughter joke. And I've been telling it since I was probably 10 years old. And I would like to introduce my man Dan to tell the joke. Hey, Mike and Jeremy. So three guys are driving through the country and the car breaks down in front of this old farmhouse. So they go, they knock on the door, and they tell the farmer the situation. He invites them to spend the night until morning when their car can get towed and fixed or whatever. And they go in, and the farmer says, you can sleep over here, but the one rule is you can't mess around with my daughter. And, of course, throughout the night, all three of the guys mess around with his daughter. So when morning comes, the farmer is aware of this. He takes them out to the fields, and he says, as a punishment... I want you boys to go out into the, my fields and pick 100 of your favorite fruit. I got everything growing out there. So the first guy goes out and he comes back and he's got a big bag with 100 cherries in it. And the farmer says, all right, now I want you to take those cherries and shove them up your ass. The guy's shocked and the farmer has a gun and holding it to him. So the guy starts. He gets 25 up there. He, he starts giggling a little bit. He, uh, he gets 50 up there, and he's starting to chuckle. 75, and he's actually like laughing. And by the time he gets all 100, he is cracking up, and he can't stop laughing. And the farmer's getting kind of pissed the whole time. And he looks at the guy and says, Now, why the fuck are you laughing? And the guy says, Sir, my friends are out there picking watermelons. <laughs> That's just as good as I remember it. <laughs> So while they're on their way, they're all talking about what each of their American dreams are. He said watermelons. <laughs> he said what? 
so yeah, they're each talking about their American dreams and yeah. So so the, so they stop at the store where they pick up their Lone Star beer, their Shiner beer, uh, some bologna, and mayo. So basically, they're picking up the the worst sandwich ingredients ever. He's like, "Go get the Wonder Bread, cause you Wonder Woman." And he's like, "Yeah, loaf of bologna, mayo, and Wonder Bread, white bread." Like, ugh. But like, honestly, how many of those sandwiches did you have as a kid? I would say a billion. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy. It was cheap. Yeah, just like Lone Star and Shiner. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we we meet RJ. He's like the the camera guy. I'm he's the director. Director. Um, he's in October. So he essentially explains that he, he's making a fancy porn. You know, he wants it to be classy. He's like got, like he's, he's fucking Federico Fellini. Yeah, he's got all these tricks to disguise that it's a low budget. And he's like, you know, it doesn't matter. So, you know, it's I'm gonna do it like one of those French films. Yeah. So he said they're they're in the store. It's called the Peddler Gas Mart. Uh, the clerk is watching the evangelist, who seems to be on everybody's TV apparently in this town. Yeah, apparently, that's the only channel they get. Uh, also, they got cornflakes. Yes. Yeah, and they're talking about we have to compete with Debbie Does Dallas. That's tough competition. It's a good movie. It's a classic. It is. Back on their way to the well, actually, before they do that, you know, she. Uh, Jackson was filling up the, the van with, like, gas. and yeah, like, make it look like his dick. Bobby's like, ah, oh, you got to do it from, from this angle. Look like he's using his cock. He's like, oh, that's, that's a good that's idea. A, that's a good idea. And I, I love it because um, Bobby Lynn goes to Lorraine. She goes, um, do you always help out your, your boyfriend on his film sheet, shoots? And he goes, or she goes, sometimes. Is that your boyfriend? And Brittany Snow goes, Sometimes. Sometimes. Love the dialogue. Oh, it's so, great. So good. So on their on their way to the farm, uh, there's a cow that's in the middle of the road that runs over some cow innards, which is our next foreshadowing. piece of foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, I just want to say, if you smack a cow like that in the road, I didn't get what, we didn't see the car. I thought it. Um, I thought it hit a semi. Oh, that's what happened. Okay. I think so. All right, my bad. Yeah, because that, that's, that, that that's the only thing. Damage. That's the only thing that would probably not be annihilated. Exactly. But yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty sure it was hit by a semi. Um, yeah. So they get to the farm. Lorraine and RJ are like arguing because I feel like they they do that quite a bit. Um, she doesn't like, she basically doesn't like what he's doing. She like, she doesn't like the whole adult film thing or she seems to not like it. He calls it smut. Right. And he goes, don't be such a prude. Yeah. It's possible to make a classy, dirty movie. And I believe it is. It's true. Uh, Wayne goes into the house to negotiate with, uh, Howard. We meet Howard, um, who greets him with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, he's a long haired old man. Well, long on the sides. Yeah, long on the sides. There's really nothing up top. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right. You're the one true fucking... Uh, I forgot I rented out the, yeah. uh, the whole barn. Yeah, and then, then we see Pearl, his Howard's wife, is in the window. Brilliantly played by Mia Goth. So Mia Goth has dual roles in this movie. She plays Maxine as well as Pearl. And you may go, why does she play both people? And it's important. 
It's very important. It, yeah. Yeah. So they're they're walking to the barn that or like a cottage, separate house that they're that they're staying in. And of course, Howard's like wheezing along the way, so he's not in great health. Oh my god, he, him walking from the house to the barn, which may be a football field. Yeah. He almost keeled over. He, he did. Stop. He's like. <gasps> My heart is not so good. Yeah. I'm fine. No, that's what he said. I'm fucking fine. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm fucking fine. I didn't expect all you people to be here. I it, thought it was just going to be you. Jenna go, when we ate the chips, Jenna's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, he wasn't expecting him to apparently bring a, a giant plethora of people. Apparently, he thought he was renting out a whole fucking barn to one guy. Yes. Like, don't be an fucking idiot. Yeah. And it doesn't take long. Like, right away, they they start filming their first scene. He's like, you know what? Let's get to it. And Brittany Stone's like, yeah, good, because I'm horny. Yeah, so... so it's, Great quote. So it's Brittany and, and, and Jackson. So... So Lorraine is is like the sound person. She's holding the boom she's, mic. She's got the boom mic. Yeah, yeah. It didn't look like she was hating it. Oh no, her eyes were wandering. Yes. Uh, Maxine, while she gets a minute, she checks the lake out. Um, in the distance, you could see Pearl in the trees, just kind of watching. Yeah, she was mirroring very, very creepily. Voyeurism. Uh, Wayne is giving RJ a pep talk. He's like, this is great. We're going to be a great movie. This is going to be amazing. Feel my cock. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not ex- it, it, it was less it was, awkward it was, than it that. Was, he goes, it was, I'm so excited. Feel how hard my dick is. And the other guy's like, okay. You're telling me that's not awkward? And then he's like, um, I was just kidding. You didn't actually have to touch my dick. <laughs> it was still awkward. Yeah, so, 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 so there's that. And Maxine's laying naked like in the lake, which was another great... Great scene. Yeah, um, Continuity-wise, no, though. This is the, o- the only thing bad I have to say about the movie. Her makeup was always on point. Yes. Uh, however, there was also an alligator in the lake. That, that was like the alligator that Betty White fed. That thing was huge. That, that was huge. And I feel like it should have been able to swim faster than it did. It should have been able he, to catch her. Maybe he wasn't that hungry. He was just swimming. Like, directly did. at her? Well, yeah, he's like... Something smells good. Hmm. But needless to say, she nearly escapes and gets on the dock before the gator shows up. She uh, she sees Pearl again outside and just like outside the house and just kind of like. Oh, gives, how gives... cool was that? Their first like meeting. Yeah. From afar. So they're getting more footage of like the film. And she invites her inside the house. And uh, I got to say, this is the, like, almost shot for shot, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when she walks up to, like, the screen door. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Officer um, Lemonade. And then, um, it's funny, it's kind of, like, mimicking, like, the filming of the movie at the same time. Yeah, because... they're doing, like, this role play. Yeah, Brittany's offering Kid Cuddy some lemonade and... Yeah. Same thing. So anyway. Anyway. 
So I got to interrupt you again. Uh, that's People fucking at home, you, fantastic. You keeping up? I bought this beer. So I saw it. It was obviously a sexy woman on the on the cover. So that's number one, caught my eye. And then the title of the beer that really brought it home. <laughs> Becky I've, likes the smell. I've I've heard of this actually. Uh, so this is Bay State Brewing Company. Becky likes the smell. Double IPA. Ten percent alcohol by volume. Oh Jesus so Christ! Slow down, bruh. Jesus Christ. Williamsburg, Massachusetts. I've never heard of Williamsburg. Wow. We have a lot of towns in this state. Three hundred and fifty-one. Jesus. Right off the top, huh? I knew it was 300-something. Yeah. Well, Becky Likes the Smell is a dangerously crushable double IPA. Juicy, malty, and aromatic. This East Coast meets West Coast style double IPA is loaded with flavor, low in bitterness, and packed with four late hop additions of Jerry Low, Azaka, Mosaic, and Citra. Sip it slow and savor the complex flavors and subtle hints of tropical fruit, pear, Spice, melon, pine, and citrus. We're doing a beer review. I'd also like to shout out Heavy Metal Over Six Pack. Thanks, guys. Hey, this is Anthony from the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack podcast. And it's Dave from the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack podcast. You are listening to the 100th episode of the Fans of the Dead, who... I believe they've been around for a few years now. We've done some fun stuff with them. Yeah. I mean, you can find them anywhere. They do videos. They do weird recipes and stuff like that. But yeah, you should listen to this, this episode. really good. Mm. You cannot tell that that's 10%. I no. could see how, like, literally said dangerous in the description. Yeah, dude. That's dangerous. Um, no, it's very delicious. So they do one, one through five. We're switching up. We do it. We'll do the one through six pack. I'm giving that a six pack, bro. I'm not usually like an IPA guy, especially not usually like a double IPA guy, but that's solid. I'll give it a good, good five. Yeah. Thank God we only bought two. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. Mm, good. All right. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, so they're sharing, you know, they're, they're having their lemonade, and then she shows Maxine pictures on the wall. Shows, like, her wedding picture. I believe she said Howard served in World War One and World War Two. Said both wars. Yeah, if you've seen Pearl, um, you, you they were married, and he goes to fight World War One, And uh, you see her, like, struggling with, like, missing him so much. Right. Yeah, and, you know, she, she's missing her youth. Uh, she misses being beautiful. And um, she, she tries to creepily give uh, Maxine a little uh, little feel. She gives her a little touch. Yeah, she's a little... She's a little... She's an old pervert. Yeah. Howard comes home, and, you know, she's like, You better go. Yeah, and- it's weird how he's trying to keep the sexiness from Pearl... And she's also trying to do the same with him. Right. I think they just need to bang it out. I think they should. They should. Very weirdly and awkwardly <laughs> for like six minutes long. Yeah. Do people like behind me? This is so disgusting. Why do they have to show this for so long? I'm so uncomfortable. And I almost did a fist pump right there because I was like, that's exactly what Ty West is going for. Exactly. That's the exact thing he wants. 
Because you know what? You're still in love. You're yeah. still horny. Yeah. It, I don't think that goes away. I mean, you know when it's going to go away? When I literally die. So as she's leaving, she literally runs into Wayne. You got to get ready for your shoot. And um, how, how, do you, how do you psych up for a scene like that? Um, <sighs> Cocaine. Yeah. 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 That's basically it. But Howard walks into the kitchen. Lube. She's Probably huh? a lot of lube. Yeah, you're going to need some lube. Probably going to want the Astro Glide. It's really good. It's, it, it seems like it's watery, but that means it's working. So Howard goes into the kitchen and sees the two glasses of lemonade and clearly is not happy. Oh, man. She's horny. Ah, oh, damn. Yeah. Uh, this next scene is in the barn where this one's with the little sister. Hey, have you ever heard the story of brown chicken, brown cow? I believe I have. Brown chicken, brown cow. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Jackson... His character shows up into the barn. Is like, hey, I was looking to hope, you know, she. My was... car broke down, and <laughs> your here was the first place that I seen. Your sister was supposed to give me a ride back to town. I could give you a ride. I guess you could. Yeah. Um, These and... stories don't write themselves. No, they don't. Uh, the movie kind of turns dark. At this moment, there's like old, like old dolls and stuff like that. Oh, and... Creepy old dude. There's nothing creepier than old dolls yeah and um yeah pearl is like dressing she's like dressed up at in front of her little vanity she has, yeah she's a vanity in old ass makeup that has her name did you notice her yes. name is on all like the makeup yeah and then it goes back to like, maxine like pearl actually saw them shoot the scene she's outside the yeah, she was she was peeking in the window and she saw jackson's big dong yeah, so that's when she goes up and she gets dressed and all that stuff. And I mean, clearly, like she she needs some loving. Um, Howard can't do it with my heart. Well, no, you got to do it with your dick. <laughs> but his heart may explode. You know what? That's how I want to go. Either that or being smothered. Just like, okay, you know, I'm wiping my face to clear off your seat. <laughs> that's how I want to go. Not a bad way. Yeah, to it's go. gonna have to be a closed casket. Yes. You're like, wow, Mike's dead, but like that smile <laughs> is just eerie. It's just too creepy. Please close the cl- casket. Yeah. So yeah, so Howard rejects her advances. Um, now they're they're in their little li- you know living room, all in the in the barn or whatever. Yeah, Wayne makes everyone bologna sandwiches. Yep. And Lorraine's asking. It's like, Asking um, Maxine. Oh, oh. Like, Before you say that, I'd like to say that this is the second time in the movie that they've said the title of the movie. He's like, you've got that X factor. Yes. Cheers. So. She just goes, I want to be in the movie. Right. But she's like, you know, you don't have a problem with him, you know, like screwing other people. She's like, as long as the camera's on. Yeah. And, and RJ is kind of like the same thing. He's like, you you don't think it makes a difference that it's being on film? He's like, no, of course the camera makes a difference. Like, it's totally fine. It's great. Okay, I want to be in the movie. And he just goes, no, that's a terrible Oh, hell idea. no. Hell no. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so this is awkward. She's like, you know what? You're only young once. I want to live, and I want a big dick. I was like, woo. Yeah, and Ouch. he's just like, no, because no. Cut to next scene. She's taken off her underwear, and Wednesday has Sunday. 
Yeah, I don't think she fully got naked, though. Well, no, but her underwear, it was like the days of the week, and it said yeah. Sunday. You don't fuck up my joke. No, sorry. Because she's Wednesday. I apologize. She's wearing Sunday. Yeah. Wow. So they're getting, you know, they get ready for the scene. Uh, she takes her cross off, if you notice that. Ooh, good catch. Church mouse takes Church off mouse. her cross. Her little yes. cross, her cross necklace. Toast to the perverts. They've been paying our bills for years. They have been. So, they, you know, they shoot the film. RJ's in the tub. He's sobbing like a little baby. Yeah, he's in the shower. He's not taking this well. crying in the corner. And I get it. You know, he wants to shoot a movie. He's got this brilliant idea. And he sees a way to take, like, a genre film and make it mainstream. You know, he has aspirations. Besides that, <laughs> he has who expectations. Puts, who puts the ass in aspirations? You know what I mean? Uh, it, unfortunately, it's his girlfriend. And if that doesn't sit well with him, he's like, oh, you know, can you help me out? I need a, I need a boom operator. Um, just please try not to look at the big dick and then uh, actually get fucked by the big dick. That was, that was problem number two. I got 99 problems, and they all bitches. <laughs> That's Kid Cudi again. Yeah, and so he's all upset. He takes the keys to the van and takes off, but... Almost Don't hits Pearl. Almost hits Pearl. Playing on his stereo. Yes. He, yeah. He's like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm not okay. And stabs him more times than. Well, at first, I mean, she she gives him, she hugs him. And, you know, she, he's, she's trying to get a little something. And, of course, like he's oh, like, oh, yeah. no, no, what the fuck? And then she stabs him repeatedly oh, in the face. Oh, my God. If he penetrated her. Would she not have penetrated him? I think would it's, this movie would have gone a different direction. This is 100% RJ's fault. RJ should have taken one for the team. His girlfriend already did. No shit. Uh, so this is kill number one. Pretty far into the movie. Pretty far into the movie. But, all right. So this is a Ty West movie. And I like to defend him. House of the Devil. You build the suspense. That movie is the perfect example of building the suspense. Because mm -hmm. when it happens, and I'm not going to see what happens... It's impactful. Oh, it is. It, it, it is. Uh, so, yeah, he's being stabbed repeatedly as he's going, Help me! Don't fear the reaper. It was like Spongebob when he's, like, in Sandy's, like, thing. Help me! 25 minutes later. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> he's still getting stabbed. Sandy, I need water! But anyway, Pearl needs something else. Really cool scene here, because, like, the red lights are all... Like red shaded now because they're covered in blood, mm -hmm. and then she just starts dancing in the headlights, and they're so covered in blood that the like li literally the lighting has changed. Yeah, I mean the headlights were basically the you know the lighting, so it's red light district now. Yes, yeah, it clearly is. Did she owe while she was stabbing him? I felt like she did. She might have. I think she was dry humping him hard enough while she was stabbing him that it seemed kind of like maybe she did. And that's another point to bring you, bring uh, rewind earlier to after the first sex scene and Kid Cudi's like naked and flexing out the window like, I'm the man, I'm the best, I'm the best. And Britney's like, you know, this is just acting. And she does the Harry Met Sally thing and it's like, yeah. I don't have what she's having, you know, and... So it's a woman trying to get satisfied might be the anchor of this movie. And Pearl was the first woman to get satisfied. And unfortunately, it was through murder. 
this is all while Lorraine is sleeping. She wakes up, sees that he's not there, and goes, you know, on the hunt. Like she, she talks to Wayne. Wayne's like, like he's fine. He just needs to grow up and not be such a pussy. Kind of. I think it's tidy white. He was wearing tidy white. He was wearing tidy whiteies. One, one size too small, I think. Yeah, yeah. So then she convinces him to go help look. Um, they're looking around in the barn. Or Wayne's looking around in the barn anyway. And Lorraine runs into Howard, and now he's looking for Pearl. He's like, you know, she's not well. You know, she oh, gets um, confused. Uh, so they're, like, outside the cow pen. Yeah. And he goes, shut up, cheeseburger. Go wander into traffic. Which is a callback to when the cheeseburger walked into the middle of the road. It's like, why'd the cow cross the road? It didn't. <laughs> uh, Wayne is in the barn looking uh, and he but, finds a triple glory hole he did yes he did and he looks well first he steps on the nail like that 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 oh like, my god that, that, was, that made me cringe probably more than anything in the movie yeah so he gets a he gets a nail right through the whole foot something so simple and as that like makes you cringe I, I did see a lot of people complaining that oh he's having sex with a sex worker and he's not worried about STDs but then he mentions tetanus. And it's like, well, first of all, maybe he's being safe. We don't know if he's, he wears condoms. We honestly don't even know if he ever fucks. Yeah, no. Like, all, it, all he's it, done is kiss. Yes. That we've seen. So, like, first of all, slow your roll. And this is the 70s. Like, HIV wasn't a thing yet. I think people just fucked a lot. They did. They 100% did. I mean... None of us would be here right now if they didn't fuck a lot. That's probably why they called it the baby boom, wasn't it? Or was that after World War II? That was World War II. Okay, yeah, everyone came home from war and just fucked their wives. That's what it was. Yeah, you know, it happens every winter. That's you know, true. it's cold outside. What are you going to do? Baby, it's cold outside, but it's warm in my vagina. Mm-hmm. Hundo. <laughs> Cheers. Drink. Wayne steps on the nail, looks through the, the holes in the wall, Pitchfork through the eyes. Glory hole. Pitch hole. Pitchfork through the you eyes. You know what you don't do? Stick your this eyes is, in this holes. This is my advice. You find a glory hole. Don't put your eye next to it, because you're bound to get it poked out. Whether yes. it's a pitchfork or a dick. Either way, you don't want your eye there. Yeah. Which there was a there was foreshadowing on that death, because it was something he said. Uh, I think it was the first scene. He goes, "We're gonna make a film that makes your eyes pop out." Yeah. His eyes popped out. Or they were pushed in. I don't know. Well, no, because you, you it literally came out on on the the tine of the. Oh, that's right. And you could see it. That's right. Pearl is now on the move. She's in her bloody nightgown. Uh, Lorraine is now locked in the basement. Uh, Howard locked her in the basement. Oh, he tricked her. Yes. So to go into the basement, locked her in. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. yeah. Um, do we reveal now the? What, what, did, what did the the cops say at the beginning? You go, my god. Yeah, so this is a dude that's like like tied to something, and his pants are on his ankles. Yeah, yeah. So another so, another eggplant for the ladies. Yes, uh, Jackson's now awake, and Howard's outside, and you know knocks on the door, wants him to help find Pearl, and of course he's just like, sure, let me go get my skivvies, as he's waving his big dong. Yes. I, but so, the gun, so the gun is so, for the the gun is for the Gators though. 
Just how he's like, what? What, do you, like what do you have the gun for? Like dick joke. No, because he was like, why do you got the shotgun? He's and just he's like, like oh, for the, one marine it's for to the, the next. Uh, let me go get my skivvies. So um, I saw this in the movie theater, and you know we had those big giant two liter like sodas that they give you. So this far into the movie, I'm like, I gotta take a piss real bad. I feel like there's not gonna be a death. So I like rush to the bathroom, rush back, and go, babe. Did I miss anything? Yeah, Kid Cuddy is hung like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Pearl finds her way into uh, Maxine's room. Oh, oh my God! Why is this the worst scene? It, it, it is. It is so bad. So, and she's like watching her sleep. Then she gets in she bed. She takes off her gown. Yeah. And gets in bed. And then she gets in bed, and she's just like rubbing her hands like all over her and, and smelling her hair. Yeah. Um, so that Jackson and Howard are looking for, for Pearl outside and, you know, one takes one perimeter, one takes the other. And then he sees Howard's flashlight on the ground and he's like, Oh, what the fuck? Oh shit. Like, where are you pops? Um, pops is holding a shotgun and decides to blow Jackson away. Yeah. So, I mean, his explanation was like, uh, you're all trying to entice my wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like, Oh, Oh, I seen you know you even oh, when I knocked on the door you fucking answered it with your dick. It's essentially get my wife horny. Now you have to die. It's essentially what he said. You knocked on the door with your dick. <laughs> uh, but there was a cool homage to um, Psycho right there. Yeah. Because you see another car, and it, it reminded me of from Dust Till Dawn at the end when you when you pull back and you see the strip club and it's really like the Aztec like temple or whatnot and you see how many other cars have been there before so we have the like the guy hanging up in the basement there's another car it's just like how long have they been doing this like how many other couples like god damn i'm getting too old for this shit (laughs) you know like they're a buddy cop movie except with murder instead of solving crimes (laughs) yeah but his murder was also foreshadowed brilliantly earlier. Um, he's talking about coming back from Vietnam, and he's like, yeah, I'm pretty much through with farmers trying to shoot me. Or, like, something. Something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, boom, farmer. Pow. Yeah, um, Lorraine's trying to get out of the the basement. The bulkhead's oh, locked. finger foo. Oh, my God. Maxine wakes up and screams because, you know, Pearl's trying to diddle her. She touched me. She touched me. Bobby, Bobby Lynn. It was Bobby Lynn, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, She she wakes up. um, Lorraine's chopping away. Lorraine's chopping away. So Lorraine (laughs) does the whole, like, peering through the door. Yeah. Like, slit. Here's Johnny. But she sticks her hand in, and uh, dude chops off her fucking fingers. Yeah, while she's trying to undo, like, the little deadbolt. And then, so so he's like, I told you to fucking shut the fuck up. And then he goes upstairs, turns on the TV, where we see the televangelist again. Yeah, so we get the preacher ass again, and we get more cocaine. Because yeah. you get diddled, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to do a line. Yeah, cocaine. That's fine. Bump, bump, bump it up. <laughs> so Bobby's looking for, for Jackson, uh, sees Pearl on the dock, and... Are you Okay. And she seems my favorite, fucking... probably my favorite character in the movie is Bobby Lynn. Like she, she owns what she does, which who she is, and she's such a sweetheart. 
She's yeah. beautiful. She's a nice person. And she gives no fucks. Right. And she's so sweet to Pearl until Pearl's like, you're a fucking slut. And like, and then she's like, whoa, you know what? Fuck your ass, bitch. Right. And then, yeah, so Pearl pushes her into the pond and then we have a gator snatch. Nom nom. Yeah. 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 So there was the foreshadowing of the picture on the burlesque. Yes. The copper tone hat. Yes. Yeah. Max is cleaning all the gross blood off of her. And so that Howard and, well, first of all, before that, Howard says to, to, to Pearl, was that the one? I hate blondes. <laughs> or you know I don't like blondes. And uh, it, you haven't seen it yet. People at home, I don't know if you've seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil it. Uh, that's kind of a, a running motif. Uh, so so they're searching for, for Maxine now. Uh, there's a little bit of a like a heartfelt moment here because like you know she she just she would just she wants to fuck that, that, that's literally what pearl just wants wants to do and pearl her, just wants to get it just give it to her yeah and, and he's just like what about my heart and, and she goes fuck your heart she's like you'll be fine yeah don't be such a pussy all right fine uh, yeah um, let me go find some viagra <laughs> okay i'm good <laughs> Let's go. So they go upstairs onto the bed. Brown chicken. That brown Maxine, chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. is. Uh, Maxine is underneath the bed, by the way, while Howard is awkwardly. I missed that part for, for a second. And then they're banging it out, and then it pans down to her, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so sorry. I mean, this whole time, it's an, it's an awkward scene. But, I mean, you have you have Pearl just sitting there going, fuck me, Howard. It's 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 strange, to to, to say the to say the least. Uh, Maxine gets out, and she she find runs into like she sees RJ's body. She hears Lorraine screaming, grabs a gun, and of course you know she's trying to help her. And fucking Lorraine's pissed. She's like, "No, fuck you! This wouldn't I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. This is all your fucking fault." Yeah. So she basically gets saved by Mia Goth calls her out and she's basically alerting the murderer to where they're at. Oh, I mean it was super loud. Yeah, and then she gets out and then she runs around the corner and you hear Blam. bam. Oh my god, dude, her body flop. That was good. That was my favorite kill in the movie. Although not a kill yet. Yet. Technically not yet. Technically not yet. <laughs> So apparently this is what they do. Like, you know, somebody shows up and then they're like, no, you're trying to fuck my wife. I'm going to throw you to the gators. Yeah. So, yeah, feed them to the gators or we put you in the basement where you're a sex slave. Yeah, exactly. So just like, ah, help me drag the body. And so he's dragging the body. And then, as Mike just said, she's heavier than she looks. To be, to be fair, she was probably like 97 pounds. Well, I mean, like to him, he just banged it out. His heart's already probably like going faster than normal. He's just like, oh my god, he's probably ready to do it again. You know, he's still fiending off that Viagra that he snorted. Uh, fair. So he gets startled. He's like, ah, yeah, my heart, and he like dies. Which, to be fair, he literally said earlier in the movie, "If I fuck my wife, I'm going to die." <laughs> and then he, you know, yeah, he did it. Max points the gun at. 
and asked uh, at the at Pearl's. She's like, give me the fucking keys. So you're like, where are the keys to the van? She's like, eh, oh, this was over. a Chekhov's gun thing from earlier that kind of is a uh, reverse because when uh, Howard met Wayne at the beginning and he pulls a shotgun, he's like, oh, don't, don't worry, it's not loaded. And Wayne's like, ah, I got one in the glove box. It's not loaded either. But obviously Howard was bluffing. Right. I mean, Wayne's a, just a fucking jackass. Right. Was a jackass. God rest his soul. Yeah, so she asked for the keys. She's like, oh, they're, they're on the table. And then basically calling you, you're nothing but a whore. And she says, I'm a fucking star. Goddamn right. Her gun doesn't work. Click. Yep. Oh, I mean, it, it, it works. It, it, it just wasn't loaded. Correct. Uh, Pearl grabs a shotgun and pulls a trigger and gets thrown back about 37 feet. Yeah, that recoil was a motherfucker. My help! Help! Really, bitch? You just tried to fucking murder me and now you ask for help? Oh my god, that was like... Yeah, those are people. And Pe- then People do that. And then on the oh, TV... Now that's what I call divine intervention. And now we are at a crossroads. So Max, she leaves the house, and then Pearl's outside on the ground. You're a whore! Oh my god, this fucking broken old lady is lying in the mud, calling me a goth a whore. It'll all be taken from you! Which, honestly, that should be the not the title of the movie, but I love that quote. Yeah. It will all be taken from you. At some point. At some point, everything you have is going to be gone. And that is the scariest thing ever. It is. It, it 100% Time is. Time is the biggest and scariest villain that I've ever known. Yeah. I mean, now that I'm 27, I'm scared, man. It's true. I mean, I am not even looking forward to hitting my 30s. No. So, yeah, she yeah. crushes Pearl's head and it's... It's fucking brutal, and she goes, Define intervention, motherfucker! Basically. Yeah, and, and you know... The and then van... she does more coke and takes off. But the foreshadowing for that one was the van at the beginning running over all the fucking cow the, shit. The goo, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, she drives away. Praise the Lord! And I love how mm-hmm. they, they show the aftermath, the crime scene, and they're like, look what I found! And, it, and it's the camera. What do you think's on it? And the sheriff's like... I'd say one goddamn fucked up horror picture. And that's amazing because that's what we saw. Right. But I want to know when they actually, like someone has to sit down and they have to watch the footage. So they they basically watch the whole porn. Obviously Mia Goth is a big part of that. So they're going to see her. Are they going to know it's the daughter? And maybe that's where Maxine, uh, the, the sequel that's coming out later this year, I guess. Maybe that's what it, it's gonna be the plot. She's trying. To, she's trying to make it as like a mainstream actress, but they're like, we've already seen your porn, like you know, because, I mean, obviously it goes into the police logs, and it's not like Napster. It's not like someone downloaded it or anything. But like, I'm sure the footage got it got around. It's gonna get around. Of course, it's gonna around. Yeah. You know, once it gets on, you know, the YouTube and then the Pornhub. We're, and... we're talking about like 1985. I think is when the Maxine takes place. Okay, so, so there was, there was VHS. Was... It was like, hey, hey, uh, you got that VHS tape? <laughs> Hell yeah! It's like a blockbuster 
like blacked out case. Yeah, take that. Okay, here's ten dollars. I put a joint inside in Julie. Ooh. But yeah, that's the end of the movie. And the ending <laughs> That's the end of the movie. It's, it's a red red background with an X. It almost looks like one of those motion picture ratings, which that's, is I think what the title was. Literally, yeah, that's what it what it is. Yeah, we get the title at the end. Awesome movie. Really well done. Clearly why it was our top of last year. Hell yeah. Uh, I'd like to shout out a lot of people, mainly you, Jeremy. I came at you, I think, this was three years ago. It was a Friday the 13th. We were going to hang out. We made potato skins, chicken wings. We put on sorority babes in the slime ball bowlerama. We didn't finish it, but it was probably... We barely watched it at all because well, we drank a lot of whiskey and talked about our grandfathers and this silly idea I had. About to be talking fair, about horror. it was almost a bottle of whiskey and a case of beer. Fair. Either way. And here we are now. That silly spark of an idea. 100 episodes. Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank me, because I'm awesome. But he came to, up with the idea. But seriously, though, thank, thank you, because no, I, I couldn't do it without you, dude. This is a You're lot of fun. You're the yang to my yin. I mean, even, we say it a hundred times. Even if nobody was listening to this, I'd, I'd still do it. That being said, there are people listening, and we appreciate it. So thank you for listening. Thank you for all your feedback. Thank you for your likes and subscribes and all that. that blah, blah, blah. But just thank, thank you for just hanging out. Because that was the point of this whole podcast. I was listening to other podcasts, and all they would do was, like, trash on movies. And that's, I don't know, man. That negativity just its not cool with me, man. It doesn't vibe well. I wanted to just have a podcast where we, t- we just have fun. And that's, like, what's better than that? Yeah, fun. Exactly. You know, you got to live this- in the now. That's what this whole fucking movie was about. X. It was about living and enjoying all the moments that you can until your head gets smashed by a van because you tried to rape and kill people. I, I, I think maybe I would rewind that statement a little bit and just talk more about the fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun. One word to describe fans of the dead, if you're not going to use pizzazz and if you're not going to use razzmatazz, would be fun. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So thank, thank you for everyone. Uh, yeah, Norm. Thank you for, you know, all, just being cool and hanging out with us, but doing the riff for our recipe for disaster segment. Let's get into ratings. What, what do you give in the movie? Uh, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm giving it five. Yeah, me too. There's, I'm there's, going the full five. Brains. There's very few five-star, five-brain, five-brain movies that I think we... Actually, I think our first episode was. I think we. I think we both gave. We both. We both gave Return of the Living Dead full, uh, the full five. But yeah. it deserved it, and so does this movie. And I would like to go to one of our favorite guests. I would like to even say, ipso facto, unofficial co-host. Let's get her brains. Yeah. Hello, fans of the dead. This is Lauren Gilligan in Juice here to give my brain rating for the movie X. I have thought about this movie a bit since I watched it, and I think my original assessment went up a little. I give it four brains. 
out of five. Really enjoyed it. Uh, awesome movie. Lots of fun. Loved the callbacks to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And really enjoyed our friend from The Ring being in the movie. He nailed it. And this wouldn't be complete without me congratulating Mike and Jeremy on 100 awesome episodes. I really enjoy listening to you guys, and I am so thankful that you let me occasionally guest spot on your podcast. Here's to 100 more, 200 more, maybe 300 more episodes. Thank you guys so much. You guys are awesome. And congratulations bow, 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 on 100 episodes. Awesome. That was cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh... Also, like the uh, shout out to Ben Q, my man Q. He's he's the Q to my 007. Uh, thanks for doing landslide. I know I like put you on the spot and was like, you learn the song. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, okay, you know it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, so that that was cool. Can I sail through the family obviously we make you listen our friends we make you listen i don't even know if my fa- uh, there's a there's a couple people in my family that listen all right so <laughs> fun fun story so amanda got us the the chip to do the challenge today evil and and she's like oh this would be really funny if you do something like this for your podcast i was like you know you don't watch or listen to the podcast at all <laughs> do you because we've literally done this <laughs> Oh, well, do it again. <laughs> do it again. Do no. it again. No, um, thank you. Hey, I hope you're able to eat the chip without throwing up and shitting yourself. Good luck. Love you. I hope your bum hole doesn't burn. Godspeed, sir. May your tongue be blue and your butthole not destroyed. <laughs> Our first, first guest ever, Matt Bruce. I was actually just listening to that episode the other day, too. Insidious. Yeah. Um, I would like to close my eyes right now, and I'm going to go on to a different plane, an astral plane. I'm going to project over to Framingham. High five, Bruce. Come back. I'm back. I want to say that was at least that, that was the first of probably two episodes that my wife has listened to because all she wanted to listen to was about Matt's experiences. She, she was actually super excited that he was on the show. Nice. Uh, that was the idea. Yeah. And then she stopped listening. Well, we, we're annoying. I mean, she has to listen to you all day. It's true. If I had to listen to you all day, I probably wouldn't do this podcast. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm, I'm fucking done listening to you. But, you know, it's short and sweet. You know, we talk for Is half it, hour, yeah. an hour, two hours. You know, and and, and it's in doses, and then we go on with our lives. And I'm like, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Ian Champion, Laura Ellen Wilson. Dave Green, Dan McGee, slash you, heavy metal over a six-pack, gag me with a knife, Weird Al Yankovic, because nature trailed to hell. That was yeah. a great episode we did with uh, Dan the Man. It was. Okay, Um, what has been bothering me, it's been festering, I would like to uh, call some dumb shit. Call some dumb call shit? Call out some dumb shit. Oh, call out some dumb shit. Tom Matthews. 
was not in Killer Clowns from Outer Space, like you said. And I'm pointing at me, because I'm a dumb shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember saying that. So, in Return of the Living Dead 2, he is with this chick, and she is in Killer Clowns. But he is not. And I mentioned that it was cute that there were a couple in both movies. But I am an asshole. Damn. So now we can move on, and we can go to episode 101. You just had to get that off your chest. Yeah, it's it, it's been like, all right, so like you find Bigfoot, and you're like, oh my god, I have evidence of Bigfoot. And then he just pushes you down and sits on your chest, and he won't let you leave. <laughs> and he's been doing that for 100 episodes, and now I can live. I'm free. Horror babe of the month. Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. Very fitting. So she started out basically her acting career on the CBS soap Guiding Light. She was on that for a long time. She's done a lot of remakes. So she was on the Hairspray remake, which is actually on the soundtrack. So I'm going to keep getting to that. She has a beautiful voice. She was in the remake of Prom Night, The Manchurian Candidate with uh, Liev Schreiber. Also, that the guy Denzel Washington. I don't know if anyone has heard of him. She was an episode of Workaholics, an episode of Family Guy. She was on John Tucker Must Die, Bushwick. She actually was in a, a funny ass movie with Justin Long and Vince Vaughn. Uh, it was a Christmas movie, Christmas with the Campbells. She's got a Netflix movie coming out soon. I have no idea what it's about. I, I looked it up, and it's hard to find because it's a date. So when you type in a date, it brings you, you know, it just fucks Google up. And Google, it's like, Siri, tell me something. And her mind explodes. So cl- but she's directing and writing this movie called September 17th. And it's coming out on Netflix. I have no idea what it's about. But she, obviously she's an ex. Britney Snow, bro, 100. Here's to Britney. Cheers to Britney. Although, no, there's no um, information on IMDb at all. On what? That movie. I, I told you. I, I literally just told you I couldn't find anything about it. Oh, just my God. Sometimes I'm going to smack you. This is why we do it remote. Fan feedback. Fantastic. Five stars, says Dodd 619 I doubt you will find two people that are more passionate or knowledgeable in a topic than Jeremy and Mike. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, it's Mike and Jeremy. If you like horror, it is a must. Even if you don't, like me, it is a funny listen. They have great chemistry and back and forth that only comes from decades of friendship. Whoa, how old do you think we are? Keep up the good work, guys. It's true. I mean, we are only, what are we, 27? Yeah, we said we were 27. Okay. Yeah, so cheers. Thanks. J-Dodd, don't know who you are. Just kidding. Thanks, Josh. You're the man. I would say, it's it's weird because... I wouldn't have thought that he was, like, one of our biggest fans because I used to force him to watch horror movies. Like, he'd stay over my house, and we would watch, I think it was Amityville 2. No, you said it was the 3D one, I think. Did I say it was the 3D one? I don't know. That's what but, you told I, but, me. I, but it's funny because every so often, like, when we see each other, he'll pull out, like, the opening line. There was, like, this guy, like, playing the organ, and then this lady comes in and goes, scares the crap out of him. He's like, this is Moriarty. You scared the dickens out of me, <laughs> and it's like, so good. but it, but it was it was something that like we we just fucking laughed over, it because it, it was just weird. 
Yeah. So like I, I, I used to make him wash this shit all the time, but he, he took it like a champ. Well, half the time he fell asleep, but. Oh yeah. But it was just funny. Every so often, I'm like, this is Moriarty. That's what Jenna does. I'm like, oh, you know what? We gotta watch this movie. We gotta watch this movie. And then I'm like, this is so good. I'm like, crisscross applesauce, like up on the couch. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I look over and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So one thing, like, I, I love that my wife loves horror. She shares the same like passion. I mean, like, she likes more supernatural stuff where she's not like a huge slasher person. Yeah. But it, it's fine. And, like she'll watch like terrible shit. Like we watched like Killer Sofa like the other day. Okay, that sounds that sounds like trash. All right. So it, um, that being said, not I as much like as Velocipaster. Velocipaster is trash. I heard that's good. I would like to thank our final girls. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Susan, for letting me do basically act like a child. Children can't watch the movies we watch. They're rated R. Gerald's tweet says, "The film." Oh, we're, t- we're 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 winding back and we're talking about X again. You know the whole episode. You know, <laughs> you know, we, we've tangented pretty fucking hard. The film acts mainly as a vehicle to showcase the talents of a single young actor with a bright future. So obviously, obviously talking about Mia Goth. I, I guess you could look at it like that. I mean, Mia Goth plays dual characters and it does yeah. showcase her uh, her talents I think it's more than that but you know what do I know I just have a podcast that has a hundred episodes hundo yeah. what's that other thing that the kids do <laughs> if you, you can't see but I just dabbed, I'm not I, gonna, dabbed I'm, I am not gonna dab we didn't dab in our day uh, as always you can check us out anywhere. I mean, don't be a creep about it. Say, hey, Mike, I'm looking at your ass. And I'm like, oh, that's why I wore these jeans. Fans of the Dead Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, maybe suggest a tangent. I feel like we got a good one for next month. Uh, new movie. Mm, yeah, anything. Bitch. At Fans of the Dead 1 on Twitter. We're on YouTube, Fans of the Dead. We've definitely got some cool shit to fucking show you there about our faces burning off and maybe us yakking in the yard. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we are on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. We're now on TikTok, Fans of the Dead Pod, which you can see bits of our latest video that's going to be going up very shortly. That'll be on TikTok. You got you to gotta do the, the when we're dancing, but <laughs> Prince got cut off, which is perfect because... Prince would raise from the dead to fucking shut us down for using his song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Check out our website, fansofthedead.com. You can get a shirt. I'm pulling on the shirt that is not my Fans of the Dead shirt, but Mike's wearing his hoodie. I got a hoodie. We Check, eat- you can get a hoodie. You can get a hat. Yeah. I got a hat. Hell yeah. Yeah, we both got hats. You can have a hat. You can have a hat. Is your hat cold? Are you bald and don't want people to know? Get a hat. Get a hat. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 about it. All the pre- prescribed films podcast network that we are on. The PF- Yeah, we're on there. I would just like to thank everyone for listening. Everyone for putting up with our shit. We really appreciate it. It's fun hanging out with you. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. Your 
listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Fans of the dead forever. <laughs>